Hey, they were just in time. I just pressed the button. <laughs> they Hello, were, dogs. They were like, hey, we heard that. Am I in frame? I can't see. They're actively trying yes, to get Yes, absolutely. Too. We, got that, we got that dog in us <laughs> in our podcast. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> them dogs. <laughs> don't, know, don't want no cats. Only them dogs. <laughs> I had a cat. Yeah, I found out another one of mine died today, and I'm That's, a little upset about it. Lives at your mom's house? Yeah, diabetes got him, though. Damn. Dogs got the other one. Diabetes got mm-hmm. him. Diabetes. Diabetes. It's pretty common in cats. Really? Yeah, and even when me and Sandy tried to put that little fat fuck on a diet, like, he would either sneak it from the dogs or find a way to break into the cabinets. Mm. Like, that thing was always fucking eating. He was a fucking awesome cat. Abner, you remember him from the other house? The big fucking oh, yeah, yeah, tabby yeah. cat? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so, I remember him. Diabetes got his little ass. <laughs> so Shame. Yeah, sucks, but is what it is. I'm a lot more attached to dogs than I am to cats. Yeah, me too. Dogs are, for all you cat people, y'all are, dumb, y'all are the dumb ones. Dogs are much fucking smarter than cats. Yeah, you can train a dog. Training yeah. a cat's a lot harder. Oh, uh, well, they're just fucking stubborn little fucking shits. Yeah. And... They kind of do whatever they want. I think that's why most people, like most cat people like cats, is because they're like, they just kind of go about and do what they want, and when I want to see them, you know, I can pet them or whatever, and then we just go our separate ways, kind of thing. But they're they're good pets for lazy people. Yeah, except you got to scoop their shit. <laughs> I never had. To, well, I mean, every dog has an accident at mm. some point, especially when they're puppies. But once a dog's house broken, like dogs don't like to shit where they live. Yeah. So, like. Yeah, it's usually it's usually just like, hey, you didn't let me out, or yeah, it's something you you fucked up if a dog makes yeah. a mess in the house. Sometimes my dog occasionally will just like poop or pee in the floor, and it's either because nervous or scared, or she didn't use the bathroom when she went outside because mm. she likes to play when she goes. Outside. I just have a lot better experience with dogs in general. I feel like they're yeah. got a little bit more soul. They're a little bit more cerebral. Mm-hmm. They're more fun, more. Easier to get attached to And like you said, they can be trained to do, like, human-like tasks. Yeah. Think about Brittany's service dog. Yeah. It's going to be a full-on protection dog. Protect her. Drag her out of traffic. Mm -hmm. Look both ways before she crosses the street for her. Like, the whole fucking nine. So, like, it's basically going to be, like, a parent that doesn't talk to her. Like, you know what I mean? For (laughs) real. I mean, it's probably... Probably more aware and, and more, you know, heightened senses than, you know, a human being is, to be honest. Helps her with her anxiety. Like, the thing, man, the things that dog's going to do when it's done with training is just fucking ridiculous. And it's a can't, nice dog, too. Like. Yeah, it's a good dog. Um, can't train a cat to do that kind of shit. No. I mean, as much as I'm going to, I'm going to miss the cat because he was right. a fucking awesome cat. But, like, I think the problem is, like, it feels like you've lost a pet when you lost a cat. When you lose a dog, it feels like family. But yeah, because I'm I'm gonna ha- I'm about to have to deal with that with yeah. Bella again because of her dementia. So um, that's been on my mind a lot. And then Zeus was Zeus dying was hard too. Yeah. So this is what it is. I'll say, I'll say this, and this might say more about me being a shitty family member than anything else. But like when my my first family dog that I really was close to died, I cried a lot probably more than when family members have died uh it depends on the family member yeah um i find i'm really uh probably emotionally disturbed when it when it comes to death but i find myself the first the first emotion i tend to go through when somebody even close to me dies is typically a good bit of rage and anger to be honest with you i think i just have fucked up flipped (laughs) up diced up 
misplaced emotions though. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> but it is what it is. That's why I found powerlifting. <laughs> that's, right. that's, that's a good why, segue. That's why we drink and lift weights. <laughs> that's a great segue to emotional the intro. damage. Yeah. <laughs> it is uh, what it is. Well, welcome to Sip It and Rip It, guys. A little bit of a heavy uh intro to the intro yeah. right there. Uh but it's such as life. It's uh it's Mother's Day, so I've been getting drunk with my mom all day. Um and I let my mom drive from a new car, which she I would be much happier if I could just give it to her, but I can't that, afford that. That day will come. That I, I hope come. so. That would be that would be like I remember seeing The Rock do that. He like bought his mom like a brand new truck or something for Mother's Day or a birthday or something. It's like wish I could do something. Yeah, like that's that. like that's that's goals, dude. For real, I think anybody that's uh, people oriented or family oriented is probably going to feel that way. There's yeah. definitely yeah, I would love to put my mom up in a new house or buy her a new car. Mm. Or, retire so she can right. take care of the grandbaby instead of yep. having to go to work that's shit that would be that's cool. what life's about man that's what we're supposed to be doing as men mm-hmm. working towards shit like that so maybe might we'll... not it, you know might not even achieve it but you should you should still aspire and work towards right. shit like that it's yeah facts so it is what it is uh we attempted to make chocolate old fashions today <laughs> um, but i bought some really shitty chocolate whiskey i think the approach to chocolate old fashioned from now on is gonna have to be um maybe chocolate syrup instead of simple syrup in a real whiskey yeah and uh a better garnish a better whiskey because just buying chocolate flavored whiskey was dog shit you're managing to drink it well, actually, oh this is different yeah you poured yours out <laughs> for a shanky's old-fashioned yeah. right like yeah so i i drank like half of it i took a shot of it first and it was very chocolatey and that was the only thing i could tell it was kind of a little bitter and then the more i drank of it especially when we mixed it up the more we could tell it was kind of shit and then when you put that dr pepper in it and i tasted it after that i was like this is this is crap like it was really bad it was bad um there was no fixing that honestly at all and i think it was really just by virtue it was just from some fucking gut rot whiskey with some like chocolate liqueur in yeah it. it fucking sucked um my mom has encouraged me because i made her tequila old fashions to uh start sharing the actual recipes to good drinks that we do today <laughs> yeah um so for the record, I eyeball this because me and Nathan, uh, I'm at least a borderline alcoholic, and Nathan at least participates with me. Um, I eyeball this, but the, the real recipe for an old-fashioned is uh, two parts whiskey, one part simple syrup, orange bitters, uh, a cherry to garnish, and an orange peel around the top of a low, or I call it a bourbon glass, but, you know, like a low eight-ball glass. Yeah, absolutely. Um and that pretty much, regardless of the whiskey, regardless of, hey, fuck, we did it with rum, like, mm-hmm. regardless of what you're doing, um, you know, we'll yield a pretty good old-fashioned. Uh, you can change up your bitters. We use just standard bitters today at my mom's. You can do, we use orange bitters for all of ours. Mm-hmm. Or chocolate And then, bitters. yeah, I was going to say, any, uh, any one-off drinks, like, you have you have the Shanky's Whip old-fashioned, uh, and then we did... Uh, Fuck, what do we do? Uh, the rum old-fashioned. They got chocolate bitters. Yeah. But, yeah, it's pretty much, you know, it's pretty much just two parts liquor, one part simple syrup. Put it in a shaker with some ice. Um, shake it with the bitters in it, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then uh, whatever you want to garnish it with. Like I said, traditionally, orange peel and a, and a single cherry. So, uh, But have I think fun with a, it. Yeah, right. have fun with it. Yeah, I mean, we've mixed... Said I did tequila old fashioned today and they were fucking elite and I oh, used yeah. cheap tequila. They were did you fucking... use clear or dark? Uh, when you do an old fashioned, it, it calls for dark. Yeah, dark. Yeah, absolutely. It was supposed to be a mezcal uh, old fashioned. Can't find mezcal in this town for whatever goddamn reason, so I used uh, reposado. Mm. Um, 
I think Salza is the brand I used uh, today. Not a top shelf. Um, I, I find that old fashions are fine with, you know, not bottom shelf, obviously, because that chocolate one sucked. But mm-hmm. old fashions tend to be fine with just Mid-middle. Jim Beam, Jose Cuervo. The Cruzan rum was a good rum, mm-hmm. but it's still, you know, not super expensive. Cru- Cruzan's you know? like a mid-grade. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a little cheaper, honestly. But uh, It's cheaper than Captain Morgan. You know, my preference is Basil Hayden's, which is upper mid-shelf. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, you can pretty much do it with anything. Uh, it does need to be a dark liquor. So if you do a rum old fashioned, needs to be you know spice rum or black um, rum. Yeah, uh, tequila needs to be reposado, añejo, uh, a black tequila. Um, obviously, you wouldn't do one with you know in terms of whiskeys, you wouldn't do one with moonshine. You'd want it to be bourbon or Tennessee whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> never done one. I can't imagine it being good with an Irish Irish whiskey or a Scotch. Um, it sounds kind of just makes my head hurt thinking about that, but <laughs> I'm sure you could do it. I just don't know that it would be pleasant. Pleasant, yeah. But it's pretty fucking good to yeah. do the rum and tequila ones for sure. That's yeah, the rum one kind of blew me away. But I kind of I kind of figured that when I took a shot of it that one day, I was like, "This is this that was is good, good surprisingly yeah. good rum." But it wasn't just Cruzan Black. It was like it was Cruzan Black, like barrel aged or thirty year or some shit. It, like was, that. it was a better Cruzan, but it wasn't expensive either. It was like thirteen dollars for that bottle. Which was crazy. I think it was on sale. I think it was on like clear. I'll be honest with you. Liquor stores around here, you can find a lot of good stuff for cheap. Other than like, you know, eighteen hundred or like Don Julio or like Patron, because mm-hmm. every redneck on the planet thinks that's like the best liquor the ever. Yeah. Um, but like, you can find some surprisingly good shit that people just don't know to drink. Yeah. Yeah, and like, it kind of benefits those of us who do know what to drink. <laughs> right. Yeah, when I saw that, I, I kind of just took a shot on it, too. I was just kind of like... That was a good fucking gamble. That yeah. stuff's good. I, it was only 13 bucks, and I was like, I wanted a dark rum. I was I had a, like I had, uh, some Captain Morgans in my hand. I just put it back, and I was like, I'm going to try this. It's- so, you know what's really confusing to me? Kraken, it's t- which is all, it's terrible, is already a black rum, released a black rum. I discovered that in the liquor store today. I guess the regular Kraken hmm. that appears to be a black rum is technically just their, their spice, spice rum. rum. <laughs> and they have a, a bigger blacker <laughs> black rum <laughs> beside it. And I was so fucking confused because I was like, did they really just go from a cream colored label to a black label and just call it black rum? Or is there really a difference? Like, <laughs> I was tempted to buy it just, just to find to out. Yeah. yeah. Was it a small bottle? It's the normal 750 weird fucking piratey bottle okay. that Kraken comes in. Yeah. So much of that shit. Now that I'm older, I've realized that so many of that, sh- so much of those like lower mid shelf liquors like appeal so much to like younger alcohol yeah. drinkers. Like, there is no way any seasoned alcoholic is going to spring for Kraken rum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, no fucking way, dude. They're either you, you either have a standard or you have no standard. Like, that midline does not fucking exist. Yeah. <laughs> when you've been drinking heavily for you know the better part of twenty years. <laughs> Facts. Like, Facts. I have enough of a standard that I can't reach for the bottom shelf. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. So actually, I, I just wanted to say something. This is kind of like a tangent. Um, because it is Mother's Day, um, and this is kind of like fearing hard left here, but a friend of mine was messaging me a couple days ago, and he said, um, you know, he's he's having a baby, and I was like, man, that's really exciting. I'm so happy. Congratulations. You know, all the, that good the stuff. The normal shit you're supposed yeah. to do. And uh, 
I think it was it was today or last. I think it was last night. He told me that they lost it, and I was like, "That's you know, it's Brutal a really fucking news." Yeah, it's a big bummer, especially because it's been they've been having issues on and on with that situation for a while. Um, and then today being Mother's Day, uh, she was working, and someone said to her, "Happy Mother's Day if you're a mother." And I just want, I don't know, it's just like, man, I felt so bad because they meant so well when they said that, but they have no idea what's going on, and it's just like the worst possible thing. Yeah, it's pretty shitty, and I don't think, um, I feel like I'm pretty good about being aware of most things. I can definitely put my foot in my mouth. Um, But yeah, you should definitely be careful. Um, But that's not something you think of. You just think, oh, you know, it's Mother's Day, you know, people... If you're a mom, happy Mother's Day. Yeah, like, you you wouldn't think that that would bother anybody, but you don't know what someone's going through. you got a million girls that can't have kids that want to be mothers that uh, lose them or Mm -hmm. can't get pregnant at all or whatever the situation, yeah. And it could be Um, the same thing with Father's Day with someone who's infertile or, like, someone who maybe didn't have a father growing up and it's like a sore subject or maybe their dad just recently died you know yeah. and it's just kind of like i don't know it just made me really think about that uh, people aren't here forever uh whether it's babies or you know moms and dads so mm-hmm. yeah you should definitely be more careful of that kind of shit um but but that that's the reason said, why you know, it needs to be directed to toward family mm. right yeah people you know because yeah. it's like you know the situation you it's not really likely, it's you know. not really a commercial holiday it's not like saying happy holidays or merry christmas right. or yeah you know what I mean? Like, or it's just, you know, fucking widespread. Right. You know? It's kind of, it's more of a, it is more of an intimate, like family. Yeah, thing. absolutely. So yeah, I think maybe, and, and it's, it's that thing, you know, you know, people mean well when they say it, but you don't know how much damage you're doing when you say it. So. Yeah. I mean, that's true of a lot of things, unfortunately. So yeah. I definitely can suffer from foot and mouth, but I do, I do try to be, you know, aware of things like yeah. that now. So so just think about things before you say it. That's all. Yeah, that's all. That's I'm, a good point. But enough <laughs> about that. Enough of our small. We, we took a long time on small talk that's here. Hot. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. So, um, Jim. Yeah. Week, what did you do in the gym this week? You had a productive week. Um, For the most part, it was a, uh, it was week one. I'm, yeah. Cause you came off deload last time we yeah. did the podcast. So. so week one went really well. Everything was super easy except for squats, which are still bothering my lower back. But we may have found a solution to that with um a little more forward lean which is interesting because originally i thought it was less forward lean but then i kind of like did some pin squats and it may just be that it was light and it didn't bother me at the time um and then bracing i think is also an issue Uh, yeah you know you made the point of uh and we don't need to go down too far down this rabbit hole because we do got things to talk about but um i do think that a belt is can probably make you a little bit lazy about bracing because mm-hmm. I definitely catch that in myself, especially if I'm doing more than in, in scenarios, I'm doing more than two or three reps. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like I always feel like I get a good brace on that first couple reps. And then after that, it does seem more like, okay, I got to get through this. Take yeah, a there's deep a, breath there's a reason go. why pros drive that point home all yeah. the time. Yeah. And I do think that not to say that everybody shouldn't be striving to learn to brace better. You should absolutely be working on that. But I do think it's one of those things that you become more aware of and hi- more like hyper aware of the more into powerlifting you get, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. You should absolutely teach a beginner to breathe and brace properly, but I don't know that it's really going to be on the forefront of their mind until either they start having problems like you have or 
you know, they're trying to find new ways to put weight on the bar mm-hmm. because everybody eventually is going to stall. Yeah. Um, but I do think that there comes a point where you become more aware of that than you used to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. Because like, I used to not even think about it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like, it was always, like, I knew to brace, but I didn't, like, I didn't know the 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 specifics of bracing. I didn't know, you know, having a little more forward, like, ribs down was important. Yeah, ribs down's a great squat cue. And that's something you're not going to hear in a CrossFit gym. <laughs> uh, or, or anywhere, you know, like that. Yeah. But, you know, you really... You know, if you if you just sit here and arch your back, if your back is arched, naturally your abs are open, so your yep. abs are cannot be flexed or braced mm-hmm. if your back is arched. Mm-hmm. So the ribs down cue ensures that you are in fact pushing out and bracing with your abs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's it makes sense. That's something I could be better about, to be honest with you. Yeah, one hundred percent. The breathe and rise mm-hmm. is a bad a bad problem that I have. Um, your girlfriend Desi does that. Mm-hmm. We've, uh, of course, she's not really training for powerlifting at the moment, but I mean, that's something that <clears throat> we will probably work on. Me and her will probably work on in the future. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like when when she comes time when it comes time for her to want to do that mm-hmm. again. Um, but like you know, in the beginning, hell, you even see some pros do that still. Yeah. Uh, I I do think that you just become more and more aware of your body the longer that you are into some type of fitness. Yeah. I'm not sure that that, those are cues that like, not even necessarily cues. Cause like I said, you should be teaching a beginner how to breathe and brace properly. Properly. I'm just not sure that a beginner to an intermediate is going to have that on their mind as much as you and I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean, like just is what it is. Not that I'm, I'm still very much an intermediate, but not when it comes to coaching. Right. So like, you know, so like, it is what is what it is, but yeah, that's a, that's a good point about that. Yeah, but my week was pretty good overall. So what about yeah, you? Yeah, strong on upper body for sure too. Yeah. Getting better all the time. Yeah, I think nasty. Four fifty bench is coming. For yeah, sure. that's, that's definitely. Um, yeah, you know, I'm starting to feel more like myself this week. Um, up over two hundred pounds on squat again, which is obviously still stupid lot. Um, but I'm doing it pain free and well like throwing it through the ceiling Mm -hmm. um no problem at all it's not slowing me down at all deadlifts are progressing a little bit faster than squats are but because it's because i'm i'm using a generic program that has you move up 10 pounds a session on deadlifts Mm so um i'll be up deadlifting you know 350 plus for reps again soon Mm -hmm. uh squats it'll be you know probably another month before i'm in the 300s um but i'm in no rush to to get back to that uh Bench press, same thing as I've I've been telling telling you guys. I'm uh, there was no problem with my bench press um, in terms of pain or anything like that, other than that minor pec strain that you know went away pretty quick mm-hmm. after prep was over with. Um, but I'm just taking the time with it to just rectify some some small things, mm-hmm. mainly the cuffing. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I'm still shit. I mean, I press dumbbells heavier than I got on the barbell until right. now. You know, a dumbbell per hand heavier. Than <laughs> <laughs> you know right. what I mean? So it's not. It's not a it's not a challenge currently. Yeah, uh, I think next bench press day is like it's getting on up there a little bit. Shouldn't say that about dumbbells. It's like one seventy or something next time yeah. I bench press. So um, I was in a rush. Worked out with Casey the last time I bench pressed and didn't all of. I did a five by five in a single set. <laughs> you know what I, mean? <laughs> right, I was like, yeah. I got to bust twenty five of these out real quick. So I mean, of course, I've done two twenty five for twenty seven now. So yeah, I mean. 
165 is not exactly slow. <laughs> right. I mean, it's it, I mean, it's going it's going as you'd expect it to. It's boring as shit. And uh, mm-hmm. but I'm just trying to build it back right and right fix issues. Uh, nothing exciting of note other than uh, I'm a trader and got a Planet Fitness membership to do my accessory work. <laughs> yeah. In. But I'm just trying to do that to split time between Hartzell and Coleman. Yeah. Right? There's only so many things. You worked out in the shop this week. Mm-hmm. There's only so many things I can do in the shop without X amount of machines. So mm-hmm. it's convenient for me to do, go to go to Alpha to do my barbell and just run across the street to plant it to finish yeah. up my accessory work. So um, the only thing I really can't do there is their dumbbells only go to 75. So when I go back to a heavy dumbbell bench. Mm-hmm. Have to do that hard soul. I'm either gonna do it, you know, have to do sets of thirty, or I'm gonna have to. Do, <laughs> uh, it won't be thirty, but you know, I have to do sets of twenty, or I'm gonna have to, you know, plan that day to be in hard soul. Yeah. So, which we got a good dumbbell selection hard soul. Yeah, they, they go up to they like one fifty or one sixty. Yeah, something, it goes so. up pretty high, which is really cool. And they got basically two of like two sets of every, every weight, yeah. at least up to a hundred pounds. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's been that's it, a really good place to work out. Planet's had its benefits. They have a back attack machine. Yeah, and I. Fucking love that. Uh, great replacement if you don't have a reverse hopper. Mm-hmm. Fucking awesome machine. I think they're more fun. I think they're, honestly, I think they're more sport specific than like a 45 degree back extension. Like we have at Hartzell, you know, mm-hmm. that you put your feet yeah. in and lean forward on. I, I like that machine quite a bit. So yeah. it's, it's pretty good. You know, it's weighted like, it's kind of weighted and operates like a, like you would do a barbell good morning. Yeah. But it's machine loaded. So right. it's, uh, it's fucking good. I like that thing. I guess there is one other thing that's really exciting is that um, I did plan on getting uh, Joe Sullivan for my prep. Yeah, that's going to be really good. Yeah, That's going to be dope. Uh, And I may get him a, depending on how the rest of this month goes, I may get him a month early if my squat still is having issues to get him to try and help me take the whole month to fix my squat. But if things go well on that, then it'll probably just be the three-month prep. But pretty exciting. I'm, I'm pretty pretty jazzed to work with him it'll be cool yeah i mean if there's anybody that's going to fix your squad it's him yeah. you know we, me and you had private discussions about this that we haven't had on the podcast but we talked about a local coach that i use and ron mm-hmm. which honestly ron would be a great option yeah and he if was he wanted in person you know what I yeah mean? he was definitely like my second person i, was I think he's to. the best option in the state of alabama even with less keys moving back i think ron's a better coach yeah. and i've been not been shy to say that publicly mm-hmm. um but um you know, you have an opportunity to have, and Ron is a professional, uh, you have an opportunity to have an absolute fucking legend coach you mm-hmm. like you are going to have in Joe and like I had in Brandon Allen, you should absolutely fucking take yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. And it, I, I wholeheartedly believe he's going to take my squat to where it needs to be. Like, Yeah, and you know, we know uh, it's looking more and more like you'll lift 800 on deadlifts in your lifetime. Yeah. You know, it's looking more and more like that. Um, it's looking more and more like that you might bench five in your lifetime. Mm-hmm. That fucking squat... For whatever reason, with people that are built like me and you, and you're obviously a lot thinner than I am, but with tall people, it's fucking evades us, dude. Yeah. And, you know, you're going to have to have, we know this, but you're going to have to have 600 plus pounds, if not 650 plus. Mm-hmm. Um, just to stay just, in the game. Yeah, just to stay in the game, even even in the state of Alabama. I mean, mm-hmm. like. Yeah, the, you know, the, the WRPS state record is 606, and I, wa- I want to beat it in October. Right. The question is, will I be able to? And I feel like with Joe helping me with my squat, I will at least beat six. I want to say that it was Texas method, maybe. And this is some old man training, and I'm actually looking at doing something similar. Um, whichever lift that you're better at is what that program focuses on. Mm. Like you might only, you know, if you're a better deadlifter, you're going to deadlift twice a week. You might only squat once. Mm. Like, it's not to say that necessarily you neglect the other lift, but they're like, 
fucking take it and run with it. That's mm-hmm. becoming more and more appealing to me because as much as I squat's my favorite movement in the gym, I'm doing it four times a week right now. I can do it all the time and love it. Every squat session I do, I enjoy. Um, so long as it's, you know, pain free. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm kind of looking at that kind of program now and just fucking running with the fact that I could potentially, I don't know that I'll have an 800 pound deadlift in my lifetime, but I feel like I could have a 700 pound deadlift in my lifetime. I'm looking more and more like maybe leaning toward that program when I get, not that program, but a program like that when I get back in prep Yeah, and just be more deadlift oriented. I mean, um, look at still train guys. for full power because I, I'll be honest with you. I think that, um, push pull is a little cheesy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's cool to register for full power and then push push pull. That's right. cool, but like, you know, I, I I'm always going to want to do full power. Yeah, but so I'm never going to neglect it. But you know, I, I am of the mind now. I might just need to take deadlift and run with it. To be, right. to be honest, I mean that's I mean, that's fair though. I mean, you think about guys like uh, like Dan Grigsby. He's got a monster deadlift. And squat is just kind of... It's coming on, though. It is coming on. He's going to have an 800-pound competition squat yeah, for too long. for sure. But you think about his prior squats, you know. I mean, rolling up in competition with like a 530, 540-pound opener. And mm-hmm. we're still finishing with, what, 620 or so. But, you know, still <laughs> and a good then, squat. I mean, it's like, yeah, yeah. And then deadlift over that, you know, 1020 or 1060. You know, like something nuts. Like, oh, well. He's good. He's a... Pretty good bench presser, you know. He's he's decent. You'd think he'd be better than he is just because of his size, the size of his upper body. Is but the just... guy's been totaling 21, 2200 pounds with, like, no squat. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like, compared to other pros, obviously, yeah. that guy pulls up at a fucking local meet like you're probably fucked, let's <laughs> be honest. He's going like, to win. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're probably fucked. That, that um, is, I will say this, that is one good thing about my meet in October is that the the WRPF American Pro is that same weekend. Yeah. There's not going to be any pros unless they're, like, not good enough to get in the, the American Pro. But I know Jawan's training for the American Pro, mm-hmm. so... Uh, I, I really do I managed to, I speak, I spoke to Ron at uh Kristen's meet. He wasn't there, but he actually takes me while we were having some dead time. Um, mm-hmm. I think Juwan and Ron are the best representation Alabama has right now with, yeah. uh, looks like Oldham's probably at least part-time and strongman. Mm-hmm. Um, Perseus is back in bodybuilding or so oh, is he or retired from powerlifting anyway i knew he was, I mean, he was out of powerlifting he hasn't made a post um, in a long time i mean you always have up-and-comers that you know we could probably sit here and really think about and, mm-hmm. and find them but um uh, seems like alabama is probably as ripe for the picking as ever mm-hmm. now i don't know how many records you saw rpf bw rpf being new i mean you could definitely set a lot of records yeah. but uh but it seems like there is a gap uh, thrown waiting to be taken yeah. in the state of Alabama, to be honest with you. With in everything in fairness, around. though, the WRPF has some not like egregiously high standards for their records, but they are like not achievable by a standard person. Like, yeah, it they're has not, to be you some, can't be an intermediate and go hold a state record. You have to have some sort of skill to, yeah. to get these records. You're going to have to have it. You're going to have to be at least a low, low advanced level yeah. athlete. Yeah. You're not probably not doing it with a class one. You're probably going to have to have an elite total to break them. I'd have to look and look at the numbers to know. I think some of the girls were probably about a class one, to be honest with you. But I feel like the men probably more. And it also depends on tested, untested. They kind of adjust for that. But it's pretty interesting. And I think you got as good a shot as anybody. Yeah. I mean, mean, so far, nobody has touched them, uh, at least in my weight class. 
Uh, I know um, uh, Josh, he took the Masters record. Yeah, he deserved it. Yeah, um, he he did really well. I can't remember what he got. Uh, Do you remember? It was shy of fifteen again, wasn't it? Fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, so? he, yeah, that was his total. But his record that he set, I don't remember what record he set. I'm sure there were masters. Yeah, records. no, but I can't remember what uh, what it was in total or deadlifts or squat. It's probably benched. He is a monster bench presser. He's a really good bench presser. Yeah, he's a he's a good bench presser. Um, All that's time benching in a suit, probably like his CNS is just like, ah, oh, this is heavy. Yeah, he he, he was really well prepared, I think, for a bench press most yeah. of the time. Um, he's also got a pretty good build for a bench press. He does. He's a really a, kind of an underrated squatter. I mean, he could be. Yeah, he's a good squatter too. He yeah. Is, yeah, he's a he's a good raw squatter. Of course, you know he's a wraps guy, and that's mm -hmm. fine. But he's a good squatter. I think his deadlift is something that probably pains him a little yeah. bit. But I think some some of the problem is he pulls sumo in a suit and pulls conventional raw, and I think that there's not a lot of transfer. Maybe a lot. Of, well, I think that I don't know. I think there's probably transfer. Like we talked about that as accessory work and stuff, but but not. I think quite, that there's like, probably not. There need, it makes neither well practiced. Right. Yeah. 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 But um, but he's a he's a really pretty good deadlifter to be yeah. honest. You know, consider the guy's age. I mean, he's in his forties. Yeah. Later forties, I think. So he's. I believe so. He's a grandpa. I know yeah, that. He's a he's a badass. I love Josh. Um, good guy. But yeah, I mean, it seems like. Like I said, I seem like it seems like there's a path to take Alabama over for you. Yeah, well, in my weight class, there, weight there's class, some yeah. there's some big dudes. Um, uh, Honestly, uh, 181, 198, and two twenty in Alabama are pretty fucking tough. Yeah, two forty two uh, seems to be pretty soft. Two seventy five is pretty solid. Um, I've seen some some good two seventy five lifters. Three hundred eight is tank. Tank, yeah, he's kind of hard to beat. Yeah, I mean, that's, he's got know, a, like, such a good squat. Yeah, I mean, God. like, but I mean, compared to the rest of the world, 308 in Alabama's not exactly beating the block down. Right. You know what I mean? So, I mean, Tank, with the exception of probably Tank. Yeah, you know? Tank Tank is is the 308. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, probably some people would be very upset about that, but I. I Prove us wrong. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Show up. Tank's kind of the shit, dude. I, Show up, man. Did he not compete at 275 at your meet? He may have. That would have been a have. scary motherfucker to see at 275. <laughs> like, <laughs> he, I real. mean, he was... He's like, built like a cannonball. He really So, I mean, is. like, he could very easily be either one. He could very easily be a super heavyweight, but mm -hmm. he could... With his build, he could be whatever he wants to be, I think. What's, what's interesting is he was the only one that beat me in the whole meet. He was he was number one and he beat me by I think eighty dots points. <laughs> I don't know if it was quite that much. It was a lot. It was it was a lot of dots points. It was an ass whooping. Yeah. <laughs> like I like I was I was runner up to <laughs> yeah. an absolute monster. Yeah. Uh I have never gotten a chance to talk to them personally, but him and his wife seem like such a good people. Yeah, they, they his do. wife's an absolute fucking monster too. Yeah, she was third. Yeah, she was third, and I don't think she was far behind me in dots. Her, him and her won the lifter of the day, right? Yeah, she male female and female. Yeah. And I think uh, the guy that I beat would have been fourth place overall. Yeah, I think so. I think his name was Matthew Gray. I want to say um, he uh, he won juniors lifter of the day. Yeah, he was a solid kid. Yeah, he, he was, was. He was a little, was... little chippy, but it doesn't. It's kind of fun looking back on it. Yeah, no, I mean, no, I mean he was he, he was, was nice after the fact. Oh yeah, know. like I shook his hand, told him he was he was badass lifter. He told me the same. Like went our ways. Yeah. Like he was he was he was fun to he was fun to compete with. Like yeah. 
Like there was a little chippiness in the warm up, but, but like chippiness is good. We talked yeah. about that. Yeah, it's good for us. So man, we're 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 spending a lot PR of PR songs. Yeah, we got some we got some stuff to get to. We're already thirty minutes into the episode. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Oh well, this is going to be the We Rant episode. I've got some new shit um, from bands I've put on here before, but still new shit. Um, I bet it's Acacia Strain. Uh, one of them is, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the first one is uh, The Art is Murder and mm. uh, their new single, Join Me in Ar Armageddon. Oh, I got to check that out. I haven't That's heard fucking it yet. That's cool. Join Me in Armageddon by The Art is Murder. What do you got for me? I got, um, and this is a little old one, and I feel bad because... I feel like the past couple of weeks, I've been putting a lot of, um, I forget his name, lead singer of Azalea Dying. Tim Lambesis. Tim Lambesis. I've been putting a lot of his stuff on here, but uh, you've heard of Pyrithian? Yeah. Yeah, they, they have that one EP out. The Invention of Hatred is fucking nice, dude. It's uh, It goes hard. And like, it's like taking all the heavy stuff of Azalea Dying and consolidating it into one song. That's cool. Uh, uh, I mean, I definitely like them. Uh, probably need to revisit some things. Yeah, newer things probably before I. I to check that band out in particular. Yeah, they they only have three songs out. That's they not, only ever put an EP out, but it was. Not, if you if you ever talk to Clay about it, he's like, "That's the best music that he has put out ever." Yeah, I mean, I can see that. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> some of the metalcore stuff is wears on me a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's not it seems like a resurgence of it, of it to some extent, you know what yeah. I mean? Which I don't necessarily mind. Um, all of it, but I don't know. I'll I would probably it label it as deathcore more than metalcore, to be honest. Well, that's probably a big step up then. From, yeah, it's it's sure. it's definitely heavier than a lot of like. There's no choruses and like clean vocals. It's just him being full of steroids and angry. That's cool. <laughs> that's cool. Um, my uh, my second play was the Acacia Strain, um, yeah. and uh, they released uh, an EP and a full length at the same time, um, both of which are good. Uh, but the EP is intentionally long songs; they're like you know eight, nine to fifteen minutes long every song. Mm -hmm. long. They're pretty long, so they're not necessarily good gym music in my right. Um, but off of the full length, um, there is. Uh, God, I fucking love this song too, so much. <laughs> um, re it's really two songs, but I listen to them as one. Uh, the first, the name of the first song is "Chain," um, which is just fucking awesome. It's only about a minute and forty-five seconds long, and it immediately goes into another song called "Fresh Bones." And uh, both those songs are just fucking brutal. And like I said, I listen to them as one, so that's the reason I'm giving two songs as a single entry. That's right. Um, that that album plays really well listening beginning to end so right um i it, highly suggest doing that is it similar to how like between the buried and me has done a lot of their albums like colors and um it's probably not you know it's probably not uh, that well thought out okay you know, i wouldn't say but it's a very good record just beginning to end gotcha like you would you would be missing something if you if you just hit shuffle on the record right for that, sure that makes so. sense um i'll put for my second uh have you heard of the band of Sulphur? I feel like yes. I've put them on here before. Talked about the song Lost is a song that I like a lot. That was the song that I was putting on the list. <laughs> yeah, well, it's probably, I don't think it made the list, but it's been brought up on the podcast before. Yeah, that song is fucking brutal. Yeah, it is, like, it's really fucking good. Good vocals in that band. Yeah. Um, and I don't really... I'm a musician as a musician. I don't really give a fuck about vocals most of the time, but... Uh, that dude can... 
That's yeah, I'll, I'll say this about the vocals on the new Acacia Strain. Um, there's some kind of corpse grinder ish moments really? on it. Uh, some things that Vincent Bennett does. It's almost a little bit more uh, monotone, hmm. um, but in really good, tasteful places for it. And it's kind of fucking rules. I'm gonna have um, to check it out. I don't think I've listened to it yeah, all the way through uh, yet. It's fun. It's kind of a. It's kind of a uh, dirty, like not super high fidelity sounding like just super dirty sounding records so hmm. um but man there's man there's some good shit on it I, that band always kind of amazes me to be honest with you so um yeah they they can good. they've kind of done like so many different things uh and I'll, done it well the, the the ep with the three songs on it that are kind of longer are uh it's kind of some stoner jams in a way really, really? long like kind of reminds me of old sleep stuff like hmm. um really slow pace like it's it's different yeah to be honest it's uh, i mean i think the new record the new full length is different for them but um that ep is definitely different <laughs> it's different i'll but, check it out yeah it's good shit man so onward to the topic of the day and this is a really simple one mm. we uh polled you guys on oh good old instagram uh this may or may not affect my future here. So, <laughs> uh, what the question we ask is, uh, we want to know what the perfect powerlifting gym looks like uh, to you guys. So, uh, me and Nathan are going to get into what it looks like to us, but we're going to read y'all's answers. I will not include names just in case uh, they're incrim potentially incriminating to anybody. <laughs> um, first person was nice enough to give us three responses. Uh, they said they definitely want a grungy look to it. Mm-hmm. Which um, I think I think that appeals to most power lifters in general. I think so too. Uh, the next thing they said, and this is going to be one you hear repeated a lot: several squat racks, loud music, lots of chalk, no cardio. Yeah. Um, power lifters kind of hate cardio for the yeah. Most that's part. pretty funny. And then the same person, their last entry was lots of big butts. Yeah, hell yeah. So you got to have a big butt to have a big squat and a big deadlift. So that's true. Yeah, yeah. I don't have either. That's the reason I suck at power lifting. <laughs> <laughs> um. The next person says, lots of kilo plates, combo racks, power racks, and specialty bars, and the smell of ammonia. And I, I think I said this to you earlier, just like get a bottle of ammonia and put it in the air vents and it just like feeds into the whole area the whole time. <laughs> we just time. need a system. Just, like, <laughs> just constantly feeding ammonia. Like nitrous oxide for power lifters. It's just like a purge <laughs> button on the wall where I can, I can hit and just fill the whole room with yeah, ammonia. Yeah, somebody's just like, hey, I need a PR. Can you help me? You're like, yeah, I got you. Just hit a button. And everybody's gagging. It's just like a big red PR button. Yeah, that's it, baby. That's a pretty good, I mean, that's a pretty good idea. Uh, next person says a lot of the similar. Uh, she actually posted two, too. Two as well, I should say. Uh, competition equipment, kilo plates, chalk, a leg press, reverse hopper, other power lifters, and some type of PR board, scoreboard, something to that nature. And I think a PR board is actually really fun. Like, it actually, like, builds a lot of competition inside of the gym. Yeah. Like, healthy should. competition. Like, you, you, you see should. somebody's number, and it's really big, and you're like, God, I want to get there. I want, it should and piss just, you off, too. Yeah, a little bit, it yeah. should just drive you. you Absolutely. Know, it should be like, I, I want to beat this person. And they went on to uh, to to emphasize the competition equipment, power bar, deadlift bar, bar competition bench, deadlift platform. Um, next person says they want a friendly, up, uplifting, but competitive environment. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the, and the, the scoreboard. And the big thing for this person was they don't want to feel like an outcast uh, 
like they do in a commercial gym. Yeah, because a lot of commercial gyms, it's either going to be like mom and dads like trying to get a little healthier. You're going to have fucking dudes with giant egos like we deal with, fucking <laughs> mad and scoffing that you're benching 200 pounds more than them. Yeah. I mean, that's something we deal with. We talked about it. We deal with mm-hmm. nearly daily where we're at now. Just get looks. We love looks. the gym we're at. Yeah, I know. Um, it's a great gym, and the, the staff is super nice. And every time I've talked to the staff, they've been helpful. But, um, yeah, some of the some of the members there, it's just with any, like, non-powerlifting-centric gym, like, you, you see these dudes, they're outlifting you by hundreds of pounds, and they're like, man, fuck this guy. Instead of being Steroids. like Steroids. <laughs> instead of being like, maybe I should learn from this guy. You know, he's obviously a lot further ahead than I am. Maybe I should learn from him. They're just I don't know. They just get butt hurt. The next person may or may not be a co host on this uh on this podcast says, <laughs> I just want Jim Hobies that'll pin my cheeks and spot me. <laughs> um You ever seen that movie with uh Anthony I think his name's Anthony Mackle, the guy who played uh Anthony Mackey? The guy who played uh, Falcon. Yeah, you're talking about Painting Game with yeah. The Rock and Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> that movie was a mindfuck. That movie <laughs> fucked my head up so bad. But that scene where he's like got this really long needle and he like stabs it in his butt and injects like water. But it's supposed to be sterile. Dude, it's, it's perfectly okay <laughs> to get like a three-quarter inch or one-inch needle. You don't have to have a but, fucking but for Hollywood, sniper like... rifle to fucking put, <laughs> put a pin in your ass. Yeah, I mean, I, they had to make it dramatic for mm-hmm. Hollywood, right? But I just, all them guys, you know, all them guys are on fucking gear. Like they yeah. know that shit was fake as fuck. Yeah. Like, the Rock was in that movie, dude, and I know he claims to be lifetime sterile. That's full of fucking shit. Yeah, he's he's at least got an elite TRT doctor that help at the very minimum. At the but, very minimum, yeah, he's got more growth hormone than we can afford. <laughs> I mean, he can afford it. Like, he can, but uh, he, we can. He could afford. A lot. <laughs> uh, another one uh, repeating itself a little bit, but this one's kind of interesting. Uh, plethora of squat racks and deadlift platforms. Also, an emphasis on post-workout recovery. So you think like a sauna, maybe a cold plunge? Uh, I'm thinking more along that lines. Um, I know this particular person has someone close to them that does PTA work, so mm-hmm. I'm not sure if he's maybe even talking about... Like massages. Yeah, like- or some type of physical therapy, mm-hmm. um, but... Anyway, uh, that's not a really bad idea. No, and no. the lo- the last one uh, says eye candy is a must. And I really, I really, that, that's a really interesting one. Um, not because that person's being uh, being funny about having people to look at, um, but I think most powerlifters would say that commercial gym dress codes are probably a little too strict. Yeah, I'm not personally somebody that's going to take my shirt off in the gym, but I know you know a thousand other powerlifters that are probably going to lift shirtless. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least half the time, um, bodybuilders too. Like they yeah, want to look at the muscles with, yeah. while they're working them sure. to watch the activation. Um, definitely, uh, definitely a bodybuilding crowd that would like to be able to work out shirtless. And some of these gyms are, let's be honest, some of these gyms are hot as fuck. Um, mm-hmm. it's probably weird for a fit girl to go from doing like CrossFit and being able to take her shirt off and just wear a sports bra to go into a commercial gym where, you know, she feels weird to be in a sleeveless shirt. Yeah. Uh, I don't really necessarily sexualize that comment um, so much as dress codes can kind of be a little bit ridiculous in the gym. Kind of yeah. almost to the point that you forget why people are there. <laughs> you, know, right, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like they're there to work on themselves. Yeah. And know, they are hot, uncomfortable environments too. Like yeah. I'm not offended if a girl's doing deadlifts or a sports bra or, you know, a guy's bench pressing shirtless. Like yeah. it doesn't, doesn't bother me none. 
Um, like I said, I'm not that person. I'm probably keeping my shirt on, but I'm also built like a moldy walrus. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so like I said, that's not going to be what I do. But like, uh, lax dress code, I think for most part, something we can all get behind is powerlifters. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't care if somebody was 300 pounds at 20% body fat or like 275 and 5% lifting. Like, I don't well, it care. It doesn't bother me one bit. Like, I mean, as long as you're and they're enjoying the real thing is like as long as you're like not in my space i don't care right like, yeah. that that's the big thing for me i'm surprised is, that nobody said space yeah like having enough space to like get around people to yeah. do their lift but i guess when you think about like a lot of some of the comments were a plethora of squat racks you think you know as long as they have like a decent amount of room between them you probably have a lot of room. Right? Something I've thought about often with a powerlifting gym, especially in our little town. If y'all don't, if you're from outside of Coleman and don't know Coleman, Coleman is about as rural of a, of a town as you can imagine. It is a little country bumpkin ass town, <laughs> but we have this fucking group of people here, a growing group of people here that think this place is goddamn Beverly Hills for some reason. <laughs> um, <laughs> it really is. I think something that can help a powerlifting gym because we're probably not ever going to be. Most places are probably going to be able to be just a pure powerlifting gym and get mm -hmm. by. I think the key to one is honestly having a member cap or by or doing it by invitation only. Yeah. Like straight up West Side style. Mm -hmm. Like if a member or an owner of the gym didn't invite you to work out here, fuck off. Yeah. I would, I would be willing to pay more for a gym where I knew that everybody in it is like-minded and the same shit's happening. Like everybody's kind of working toward the same goal. I'd be more willing to pay good money for that gym. No, I'm not going to have to fight a bunch of cardio bunnies to get in it every morning. Mm -hmm. um, know that I have reliable spots. Yeah. Um, it's huge. Like commercial gyms, like I can't tell you how many, you know, times I've been in, in Hartzell and I had two little old ladies spot me on bench press one time that was near a 400 pound bench press. <laughs> and I'm like, listen, your only objective here, I have no coaching to give you. Your only objective here is to make sure I pop the collars and let me, and let me roll the weight off myself. Yeah. Like. That's your only goal here. Because like, if I need you, you're not going to be able to. Yeah. You're not going to be able to do anything. And it's not because I don't think those people deserve fitness. It's just that I think a like-minded environment, better better spotters. You know, you always get that gym bro, too, that wants to touch your bar the whole time you're yep. bench pressing. Or take it from you too early that doesn't know that you're, you know, that you want to, as powerlifters, we want to be able to grind things out. Yeah. Um, one, we want to know that we can do it. And two, that's a skill that you need to develop for the platform. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's not that I don't want to. I don't want to sound like I'm being uh, not being inclusive, but I think ideally for me, what matters more than space when it comes to getting around is to just making sure make sure you have people that are aware of what's fucking happening in powerlifting. Gym. Yeah, because there's really like there's especially a, there is an here, order, there is a a flow to it. Yeah, that we don't see in a commercial gym. Yeah, around here, there's there's just. I mean, there is a group of powerlifters around here. It's not huge, but there is a group of powerlifters here, and they're very spread out. So if you concentrate them all into one place, yeah, you're going to have a better time. Because, our powerlifting community needs unified. Yeah, that's that's very true. And we were getting there at one point. Yeah, we you were, know, through Anytime Fitness of yeah. all fucking places, um, which was not necessarily ideal, but we were we were getting there. Yeah, we because had, there was a lot of people, a lot of power lifters, a lot of people that liked it, and you know, there was people getting into it because they saw what we were doing. You know, unfortunately, there are powers that be that did not appreciate that, despite it being, you know, the bulk of their personal money. training business and the bulk of their money. So, just have to wonder if those people are 
feeling regretful about that since I've been replaced by a one in three boxing coach and a dance to fit instructor. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, it's a, but it really is a growing thing in this town mm-hmm. and we are spread out all over the County now. Yeah. I'm not talking shit about the garage. That's the newest, the newest gym in town. And that's mm-hmm. probably a wonderful place to go lift. Um, but now with it, we have power lifters at the aquatic center. We mm-hmm. have power lifters all the way up in Hartzell and mm-hmm. me and you, we have power lifters at the aquatic center. Mm-hmm. Uh, the we have garage. people, yeah, we have people, uh, the garage, we have power lifters at, we have people driving out of town and Josh Smith that goes all the way to Birmingham to mm-hmm. train. Um, you have power lifters now training at my nutrition store at Alpha. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we're spread across and it just seems like, you know, I think one of the appeals to me about, you know, potentially doing something like that is that it does seem like every, what everybody needs could, could be consolidated into a single environment. Yeah. And that, um, that, that would be honestly ideal for everybody, I think. It's not to say that I don't want bodybuilders in a, in a powerlifting gym. I think especially more seasoned bodybuilders, it would mm-hmm. be a, a, an absolute um, an absolute asset to have them yeah. in the building uh, and for them to want to participate. Um, not necessarily even in powerlifting, but just in gym activities and yeah. stuff. But, yeah, I think that just people, having people that understand the flow, the flow, I've thought a lot about how awkward meet day is for first-time lifters. Yeah. Um, be because I have easier, a lot of right? experience running a combo rack now. Like I can adjust a combo rack pretty quickly, but none of my lifters see a combo rack all the way through prep. Mm-hmm. And then they get on the combo rack and they're like, they shit in their pants because yeah. they don't know how to set the rack hot or anything like mm-hmm. that. You know what I mean? And I can't tell you how many times I've stayed behind after my lifters done, obviously, but stayed in the warm up area to run combo racks and shit yeah. for people I didn't even know because yeah. Because they need help. Because they need help. Because they can't even, you know, adjust a rack for squat or bench mm-hmm. press. So, I mean, I think that helps. I don't know that I necessarily would want a monolith because we're – I know that WRPF does lift out of a mono sometimes, but for the most part, we're always coming on a combo racks. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge investment for – and a huge amount of floor space taken up for yeah. something that we may not ever use right. in, in competition. But yeah, I mean, I think that just having a, a place consolidated, and I think the people would make it flow better regardless of the space size. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Just a lot just, less fucking nonsense. Just everybody knowing what's going on, like you said, like going there, like you know, like it, even just talking with somebody, you, you may talk to somebody and be like, "Hey, I'm going to go for a heavy bench press on next Tuesday." He's like, "Oh, well, I'm going to be here next Tuesday. I can spot you," kind of thing. Yeah, like just having that kind of like community and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And not, not to mention just people to learn and grow together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we ha- we talked about this. One of the great things about CrossFit is the community a- atmosphere of it. And I think that there's probably because it's a one man sport, not a team sport like CrossFit can be. I think there's a view of powerlifting that is just this fucking lone wolf fucking. Mm-hmm. But you look around at the other successful powerlifting gyms in the area. You look at. Um, Iron Empire, which neither here or there, but they have a great community. They always support each other. Uh, they're growing together. Uh, Ron's gym. Ron's had, you know, Jawan's in and out of there. You have Ron himself. You have um, Ron's business partner, whose name escapes me currently. Um, a dozen extremely strong girl uh, female powerlifters down there. Some really strong men. I mean, you just got like huge community there. Um, you look at the compound or technically awakening strength and, and Huntsville while uh, I don't necessarily look at them as being like super successful or record breaking. That's a really good community. Mm-hmm. Um, great, great gym community there. Core S and P in Huntsville, uh, Heidi's gym. I know that that's a good community. I know that they're good coaches. 
uh, Charlie's Gym in Tuscaloosa. Like you have these in other major metro- metropolitan areas. Coleman is ready for it, and we don't have anything like that here. Yeah, we are. We have to be lone wolves. In right. Coleman. There's no fucking pack to run with because there's mm-hmm. not a single place to bring us all together. Right. There are in these other places. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's, I think that's, like I said, just getting everybody together and then just everybody understanding the sport and not having um, general fitness people or just bros that hit arms seven days a week with a thumb up their ass standing in your way. I think mm-hmm. it would go a long way for us. Yeah, I think so too, honestly. The only the only other thing you could have is just like an empty or gym, like a home gym. Yeah, like I, I mean, know a lot of a lot of professionals have home gyms. Yeah, and a lot of that's based on convenience. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, with me having a baby on the way, I could see that being a really convenient thing for me mm-hmm. eventually. But uh, but I'll be honest, I think that I think that community is something we lack in this area, and that mm-hmm. we probably fucking need. Yeah, I think the closest thing we had to it was at any time. Um, but we now know we know there that even though we there was a time we all felt welcome there, we never really were. Yeah. Unfortunately, welcome. that was yeah, I mean, that was how it ended. People up. talking out of both sides of their mouth on yeah. that. So, um, where do you fucking go? Yeah, we hope to have a solution to that eventually. But um, I think what I want out of it, man, is I don't have to have all the machines that I'm using currently. Um, I would really like to have a belt squat. Mm-hmm. I would like to have all the specialty bars and the shit that I need. Um, you know, double cable tower, mm-hmm. uh, a full dumbbell rack. But I think less about equipment and just more about the atmosphere and the community is a bigger need, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I would agree with that for the most part. Um, I, I do. I, agree I would like about, to have a hamstring curl machine and a reverse hopper. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, like, I, I, w- I would like to have like the basic like amenities that most gyms have, like most of the machines. You know, most yeah. even commercial gyms have you know generally just about everything. Yeah, um, as long as I've got hamstring curl leg extension all the barbells that i need plenty of squat racks bench presses uh, a deadlift platform would be great i can deadlift from the floor yeah one of the big things about a commercial gym is uh, a lot of commercial gyms that we've dealt with is and we have this in hartsville thank god but separating the squat rack from a bench press area yeah that made any time a nightmare when it was mm. when it was busy because if you were benching you were on a squat rack yeah if you were squatting you were on a squat rack if you were deadlifting you were on a squat rack yeah like that just Fucking cause the worst fucking traffic. Yeah. Um, Things would get really congested really quick. All it took was one one too many people showing up at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, most if you're a power lifter, you're fine working with, with somebody. Regular gym bros act like it's their fucking... Yeah. They're the only person entitled to it, and they're just, just going to have to wait on them. If you're squatting and I'm squatting, fuck, we can squat together. It ain't yeah. that big of a fucking deal. You know, right. what, I mean? you, you know what I mean? It's but, not that hard to take a couple plates on and off. No, it's right. not. It's not that big of a deal. We're resting. We're power lifters. We rest fucking three to 10 minutes between sets anyway. But <laughs> yeah. It ain't that big of a fucking deal. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I definitely think just consolidating the people is more yeah. important to me than space. And I think honestly, like I said, I think you get by with a full dumbbell rack, cable tower. Um, I'm not even sure a leg extension. If you have a belt squat, I don't even think a leg extension is necessary right away. Hamstring curl mm-hmm. machine would be fucking ideal. Mm-hmm. I don't think you could, you really can't. I'm living that life now. It's hard to fucking train legs right without some type of hamstring work that's not an RDL. Yeah. Like, you need some type of variety on your mm-hmm. hamstrings, for sure. Um, but there's a million things you can do with quads without having to have a machine. Yeah. You know, that'd be my only... Not to say I wouldn't want one eventually, mm-hmm. but, you know, I think we could do more of the belt squat and a leg curl than we could... Yeah, if we had a belt you squat, know. you know, you're you're still getting plenty of quads out of it. Yeah. Without the CNS fatigue of weight sitting on your back, so... 
I mean, you you can do a lot with the belt. You can do a lot in general with a belt squat. You can do like hip thrusts. You can do oh yeah, you like, can do. I mean, I've seen Matt Winning do various types of rows on it. Yeah, like um, you can really work that out mm-hmm. pretty well, I think. But yeah, I mean, I think the specialty bars is a big deal. Mm-hmm. I honestly think I'm less worried about kilo plates than other people. Um, I think kilo plates are more of a luxury and not necessarily a necessity. I think, I think it you depends. Have a, I think it depends on how what level of lifter you are. Around here, we probably could you, get away with just pound I'm thinking plates. If you're if you're gonna if you're gonna open one up tomorrow, kilo plates are pretty far down the list of necessities yeah. in my mind. Uh, that's a luxury, and a, would you want one some eventually? Absolutely. You know, you'd want you know three or four thousand pounds worth of them eventually. Yeah. But like, just getting everybody under the same roof. Whatever equipment it would take, that would be ideal for me, right? Now. Right. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know what I mean? Like, because um, I mean, listen, the further, anytime, as long as I've been in personal training, the longer I've been in it, the more I felt like I needed. Right. Whether it's, uh, okay, I want to, well, I got dumbbells, I want to set up kettlebells now, or, um, which are underrated in powerlifting, mm-hmm. in my opinion. But, uh, or I have this machine, I'd re- but I'd really like to have this machine. It'd be more ideal if I had. Mm-hmm. This one, uh, belt squats more sports specific than a leg press, so I'd rather have a belt squat than I had a leg press. Yeah. You know, shit like that. Um, you know, it's, it does seem like the more, like I said, the more I'm in it, the more I feel like I, I, I don't necessarily say a knee, but the more I want. Right. Sense, yeah. You know? Definitely some chest machines I'd love to have. You know how mm-hmm. much I love all that plate loaded chest. Yeah, equipment. those are all wonderful. Uh, the shoulder, I've been tearing up the shoulder press. Yeah. At, uh, at Hardstall, I fucking love that thing. Very few things make you feel as fucking manly as strong shoulders anyway, but yeah. that thing's fucking fun. Um, but, you know, all that stuff requires floor space. So I, I think my biggest dream with that would just be have something that consolidated and got all of us powerlifters under one roof. Yeah. I, I mean, community is like a huge thing. That's what got me into powerlifting in the first place. Yeah. Like, I remember you came up to me one day. I was doing some squats or some, some shitty ass squats. I don't even remember. <laughs> and you were like, hey, you do some barbell stuff sometimes right and i was like yeah and you were like you should join a powerlifting group and i was like man i don't know if i'd be any good at that <laughs> and it turns out you're the best one of us at it man. i don't know about that austin's still pretty good it's gonna i've i have yet to beat his best total so we'll we'll see but um you think the squad the, the raps comment got on his ass the other day <laughs> maybe i don't know I mean, I listen, was... he's there now with a bunch of bodybuilders that will wrap their fucking knees for leg press so he's probably like <laughs> been influenced maybe extent. a little bit i always um, comment raps on him though usually usually it's uh straps right? usually it's well aren't they wraps wrist wraps for uh straps for they do call yeah, it yeah. okay well same thing same <laughs> difference but uh but yeah no i just did that to just mess with him just to i like i like eating them up a little bit Nah, and he he takes it in stride oh yeah he does we but if you look at the comments under underneath austin's videos there's a very clear delineation between how i treat austin and how nathan treats austin <laughs> I don't, i'm always gassing him up i didn't him see good your, job. i didn't see your comment so <laughs> i think i said good job oh, yeah. good a good hit or something like that i don't yeah. remember what i said but yeah me and him um, like to like to poke fun at each other a lot so yeah, it absolutely chaps his ass that you've gotten so strong. <laughs> yeah, it, it really does. It really it's does. pretty fucking entertaining. It's funny, like it makes me laugh. Like, I, but I, but you know, it's like he could definitely be stronger than me. Like, if he if he if he wanted to, he could be stronger. I don't think there's anything in strength sports Austin couldn't do if he applied himself one hundred percent to it. That's that's the thing, and he admits it openly. He's like, I just can't commit to everything that it requires. 
Yeah. Like, and I get it. Like, it's a hard life. Like, it's a it's a worthy life, though. Yeah. No, it's it's definitely worth it. I definitely feel like, and I was just thinking about this the other day, which is kind of funny. Like, just where I would be at if I didn't have like strength sports. Like, if I didn't have powerlifting, I would be such a different person. Like. Not not just physically, but mentally. I'd be such a different person. I wouldn't have developed that that same I, I mentality, have, that grind mentality. I feel like we have a different work ethic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it gives you a different skill set, different mentality. Um, you know, the biggest thing, you know, I feel like I grew I feel like I was raised by a quitter. I think my dad's a habitual quitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've never been too proud about his ability to just fucking be... He's one of those people that were just naturally gifted at everything he fucking touched and fucking quit everything. Mm. And he's done that over and over again. Uh, so I do think that was a little bit almost an instinctual for me for a little while is to quit or to even not try because I was nervous about this or yeah. about that. I think that powerlifting's got that 100% out of me. Yeah. Like, I, was, I don't know that I'll do anything again and not be like 100% about it. And here I am. I've hurt myself time and time again, and I still don't want to quit. It's yeah. not even – quitting hasn't even been – an option and I, even if it comes up in my mind sometimes it's never been seriously thought of yeah. an option um which i mean so, it's, it's easy to think like man i just hurt myself i should stop doing this but a couple of days later you're like i need to get that. back in the gym like yeah, <laughs> i gotta uh, like i need to go lift something heavy do like, something yeah you know i'm just a lot so much cooler headed and temper so much better my mood mm-hmm. so much better in general um I don't know, man. That could be said about it. fitness in general. Though, if people would just be more fit, they'd be. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I think that uh, you know having a group of powerlifters and having it all consolidated under one roof. Um, that that sense of community would help a lot. People it would. just like talking Absolutely. about the same stuff, same well, like, you know, like minded. You know, when I'm I, me and you've never been hurt at the same time, but you know, you got a gym full of powerlifters and like, um, be around people that understand. Yeah, you know, not have to deal with people that to not be in a gym full of people that just like. I got dealt with somebody the other day about talking about full range of motion bench press because he had a, a doctor who didn't, the doctor didn't know his ass from a hole in the ground, but said he should, his elbow should never, never move past 90 degrees or never go past his shoulder blade. Yeah. Like, you know, he wasn't really telling me how to bench press, but he was telling me all his problems and woes and mm-hmm. why he doesn't do this and why he doesn't do that. And that's all, that's all well and good. But like when you're hurt, you don't necessarily want to hear about, as a powerlifter, at least, you don't necessarily want to hear about somebody that would be perfectly capable of doing something and they choose not to because they're basically just fucking scared. Right. That's not the mindset I want to be a part of and want around me in that gym environment. Yeah. You, you know want I mean? someone to be like, oh, man. It'll I, get better I, eventually if yeah. you can get, at, get back sucks, on the horse. But, you know, like, you're going to get better. Yeah. And you're going to do your full depth squats and your pause bench press and your yeah. full length deadlifts. Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, no partials, baby. No partials. No partials. I, I'm not calling anybody out. Really strong guy. Saw him pulls is like over 700 pounds for three. He said for three. He got one and then didn't lock out the next two, but he called it three. And I'm not. I'm not saying any names. Not calling anybody out. It's really strong dude. He pulled 700 off the floor three times. But I'm like, man, how are you gonna call it three and not lock it out? For three, like you, you claim to be a power lifter. You've been in like seven powerlifting events. You know you got to lock your night, your knees, and your hips. How are you going to call that three? I mean, it just is what it is. And you're still going to have that in a powerlifting gym. And I don't think getting out of a commercial gym is going to just completely alleviate that. But 
you know, I just think, you know, similar mindsets and stuff like that, something yeah. we need in our little powerlifting community. And I think, um, I, I mean, I believe that, you know, most of the powerlifters in our community do have the same mindset or at yeah. least very similar. Um, um, Josh Smith posted something that uh, Panora had posted about um, what powerlifting used to be and how diverse it used to be. Mm -hmm. And uh, let me just see if I can't find it and read the read that quote. Just, but, just, just because I thought about it, as soon as you said Josh Smith posted, I thought you were going to talk about his Facebook post where he's talking about three pounds of uh, chicken, three pounds of beef, four pounds of rice, and three pounds of vegetables. <laughs> I was like, damn, I don't know where that came from, but that's what he cooked for uh, a week and a couple days. He was talking about the uh, the inclusivity of of uh, powerlifting, mm -hmm. but he, um, this is uh, Greg Panora, who, if you don't know him, is. You know, seven all-time world records, multiply, uh, raw, you know, various things. But anyway, he says part of the beauty of powerlifting is it's always been inclusive, even when the world wasn't. Uh, it's always been a counterculture. The weirder you were, the better. Criminals, cops could train, and cops could train together. It transcended racism, sexism, and everything. And the only requirement is you just had to be fucking strong when you were welcome. Yeah. Or have a desire to be strong when right. you were welcome. Uh, that's pretty fucking true. You know, with all of us spread across the county, though, and all of us Coleman lifters even spread across, we're spread across five or six counties yeah. because we're having to go to other places to, to do this. Mm -hmm. um, kind of fucking sucks. We're, we're not going to get to experience that. Yeah. At least uh, not until something opens That up level to... of inclusivity yeah, or, uh, or anything until we stop training alone. And the only way to do that is to have one spot to, yeah, to go to for all of us to go to. Yeah. Um, that, that would be, that would be ideal. That would, that would it be would the be. dream. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that, you know, I don't think it necessarily have to be all power lifters. I think that if you just had a mindset to get better, I think it'd be a welcome. You know, it'd be, you'd be welcome in that. Maybe place, even you know just I mean? like, you just, you just want to get strong, right? Yeah. Like that, that's your whole goals. Like you come, you come to this gym and they say, what's, what's your goal? Like maybe, maybe even you just have like a, an interview before you offer a membership and be like, yeah. what are your goals? They're like, well, I just want to tone up. It's like, you're not, you're, this isn't the thing for you. Someone comes in and is like, I want to get as strong as I can. You're like, you got it. This sign, is, this sign is, up, baby. This, this is, is you, where baby. you need to be. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And whether, I mean, whether your goal is powerlifting, bodybuilding, strongman, whatever, but your goal is to get strong because you have to be strong to compete in any of these. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, It's part of it. More weight means more hypertrophy. It means mm. you're stronger. It means. I mean, it, co it covers More. all the bases for all of those people. You yeah. Know what I mean, I mean, shit, I don't care if CrossFitters would want a part-time membership in it. If they were there to, to build get strength. better at fucking clean and snatch and squat, bench, deadlift, overhead yeah. press, you know what I mean? That's fine with me. You know what I mean? That's cool. Olympic like, weightlifters. I just want like-minded people. Yeah. I don't necessarily want to deal with the just toning crowd. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily want. Cardio bodies. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, if you had a big enough facility. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't want them to be honest with you. It's not to say that I wouldn't have cardio equipment in there, right? But yeah, I mean, I don't, don't. Want, I don't want those fucking people. Yeah, I don't, I don't want a runner talking about his mile time when the rest of us are standing around talking talk about bench press. Mm -hmm. and you know how fucking big chested they get over? Oh, but you know, I bet I can move more total weight over X amount of time than you or whatever. Maybe no, the fuck you can't. Fucking <laughs> sit down. Go to fucking Planet Fitness, bench your fucking 20 pound dumbbells, run your fucking mile and leave us the fuck alone. <laughs> I mean, I would like, I really do want that. I mean, it's, it doesn't sound inclusive, but I really do want that environment of like-minded people. Mm -hmm. 
the people themselves can be as different as they want to be. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care. But like, I want a common goal and a yeah. common place to achieve that common goal. Yeah. No. I I, th- I think that's the uh, that's the ultimate goal, right? The of, tribe, <laughs> the tribe. I want a, tri- a tribe. tribe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think that strength that's, tribe uh, fitness. Coining it now. I read I, I read some, and, and he ended up the guy the author of these books was an, ended up being an asshole, and it is what it is. But I um, read some books about barbarianism, mm. um, just older older ways of thinking. But he talked about. Um, People, but specifically men, have an inherent need to be be part of a tribe. Mm. Um, I don't know that I need to be a part of a tribe necessarily emotionally, but when it comes to reaching physical goals, the people you surround your friends, so maybe it is emotional to some extent, um, it's really, really important for those people to have, um, they don't have to be the same ideas, but it should. It, it's really important for those people to have common goals. Yeah, they say you know one of the most important things about making yourself rich, about like financial stability and moving forward, is to, to surround yourself with people that are financially stable, mm-hmm. successful people. Like, right. it doesn't matter that they got to it in a different way than you. Mm-hmm. It just matters that the goal was common and you mm-hmm. had to stand to learn something from that person. Yeah, I do think that a, a, a more tribalistic view of the world um can really really fucking benefit when it comes to achieving the things that you want to achieve yeah well i mean Um, you think you think about it you anyone who has achieved a certain amount of success whether it's in business or powerlifting or whatever they got there somehow yeah whether you get there the same way or not they can still say hey this is how i got here and you will be able to take something from that and apply it to yourself yeah i mean you have this like i think you have this like socialistic idea that um, well, this person only got this way because of X, Y, and Z. Well, there there may be some truth in that, but they were willing to put themselves in that situa- situation to be able to apply X, Y, and Z. Right. Uh, you can't really say that this person's only rich because dad was rich first or something mm-hmm. like that. Well, there's plenty of fucking trust fund kids that blow all their daddy's fucking yep. money. Plenty. Mm-hmm. There's just, There's plenty of people that take themselves from the trailer park or from the fucking ghetto to fucking penthouses and big cities and every exotic car they want. Like, you know, you look at it, finances, like people from all walks of life find a way to make it. So that right. shit just doesn't apply, man. I mean, it mm-hmm. doesn't. But there is a need. If you want to point to that, there is a need to be around people that are like-minded. Mm-hmm. that are and, and preferably people that are a little bit better than you and like-minded. Yeah. Is really, really important for growth and success and stuff yeah. like that. And I think it applies to all areas of life, but it certainly applies to strength. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I, yeah, think, I, I don't think I would have gotten as strong as I did without Austin, you and you have to um, have people around you that elevate you. And, and now we're well, now we're looking into a really unfortunate thing about all of us being spread out is that um, this lack of community, like we don't really have that currently. Yeah. Know, I just did an entire prep by myself, ended up being the strongest I've ever been. But like how much better would I have been if I would have had somebody there, too? Mm hmm. It could have made a huge difference. Yeah, you know having I mean? having like, people around just it doesn't have even have to be a training partner. Just having the same kind of people around, being like, "Oh, what you benching today? What you squatting today?" Like, yeah, and like, "Oh, sweet, I'm gonna squat this next week," and maybe it's more, and you're like, "Motherfucker!" <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, know what absolutely. I mean? like, I'm, I'm, yeah, uh, and you, you know, you want those people to, do, but at the same time, you know, you're pissed that they're ahead, but you want them to do good. Yeah, you know, you don't necessarily want them to stay ahead, right? But you want them to continue to progress and get better. Mm-hmm. You just want to get better than them. Yeah. I think that's healthy, man. And I just think that that's something that our community lacks. Yeah. Um, Coleman is not a diverse place to begin with. That's true. Um, 
these people in com- these other com- commercial gym goers already think we're fucking weirdos. <laughs> All, already think that we're putting ourselves in harm's way, and to mm-hmm. an extent, they're they're correct. Um, but getting rid of those like the tiny-hearted individual, the people that have never really fucking worked mm-hmm. for any goal, is people I don't necessarily have a desire to be around in the gym, out the gym, or anything anymore. Yeah. So you think about like some of these really old ladies these grandmas that come in and like join a powerlifting gym and they just start powerlifting and they get kind of strong like for their 60 70 60 70 year olds just like pulling two three hundred pounds you're like what like yeah absolutely yeah we don't we don't care yeah like like he's like greg panora said like it transcends sexual orientation gender race any of those things like nobody fucking cares if you're there to do what we're doing maybe let's go let's yeah, let's let's and, do it <laughs> and you, and you think about it like you, you get a bunch of big huge sweaty powerlifters in the same gym grandma comes in she's like hey i want a bench press they're gonna be stoked they're, they're gonna, gonna be, be fucking be, fired all the way they're up. gonna be pushed where else her. you go into you go into planet fitness or fucking anytime fitness and you have a little old lady walk in there and talk to somebody and be like i'm gonna learn how to squat bench and deadlift they're going to spend more time telling them what they can't and shouldn't do than encourage them to just fucking mm-hmm. do what they want to do. Right. They're going right. to say, oh, well, your bones are old. You're brittle. You shouldn't do that. You're going to hurt yourself. Start with this instead. And it's like, because no. they always fucking know better. Well, that person's already made up their mind what they want to do. They yeah. don't want to hear their, how, how weak and frail they are. Yeah. They're probably there to fucking not be weak and frail. Right. Like, that's, that's part of the fucking goal. Right. <laughs> like, uh, you know, I've always had an approach that don't. You know, even with people with injury histories, don't treat people like they're fucking fragile. Mm-hmm. Don't treat people like they're different. Yeah. I had a had a lady that was a good client for a long time that had one fucking leg. And fortunately for me, it did make it easier that it was a below-the-knee amputation. So mm-hmm. she did have, you know, pretty much full use of quads and hamstrings on, on the amputated leg, mm-hmm. right? But, like, I taught her how to uh, squat, deadlift, everything, fucking one-legged to depth. Mm-hmm. Uh, did it well. Um before she quit uh, coming to the gym, she quit over something that wasn't my fault. It was administra- administrative, which should tell you about where I used to work. Mm. Um, she was nearly lunging under her own power. You know how fucking yeah. hard it is for an amputee to fucking do lunges? Yeah, like, I, I can't you know, imagine. Like, like, but I never treated her like she was missing a leg. Mm-hmm. Now, when it came to practical programming and stuff, it had to be addressed when I was teaching her how to squat and do this mm-hmm. and that and everything like that. But, like, I never told her she couldn't do those things. Right. And I, I'm not... I wouldn't, if I had had another person come to me tomorrow, I wouldn't teach them that they can't do those things or tell them they can't do those things. So we'll we'll just figure it out eventually. Yeah. Whatever the situation is, we can, we can figure it out somehow. So I don't know. And that's, that's the beauty of doing what we're doing in the community we're in versus. Jim bros at the. Yeah, absolutely. Planet fitness. Yeah. I mean, people don't want to be told they can't, man. People don't want to be, Different people don't necessarily want to be treated different. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, that's, that's they probably get true. a fucking enough of it. You know what yeah. I mean? Most of those people get enough of it. They don't want to look like actual victims of things get tired of fucking being the victim. Yeah. That's, that's kind a of A victim funny. mentality is only, is only in place by people that have never been the fucking victim of something. Right. You see people that are actual victims of like chronic illness or, you know, having something amputated, you know, major car accidents. Uh, major traumas in their life, they're they're tired of being the victim. Mm-hmm. They don't want to hear boohoo. That's you. a bad thing that happened to you. Boohoo! Yeah. You must you must be real sad. You must be this. You must be that. <laughs> they fucking heard that plenty already. Right. Nobody fucking wants to hear that shit. I mean, I, <clears throat> probably like the first year, maybe two. It's probably comforting. It's like, yeah, this really sucks. It's really hard. But after a while, well, after it becomes the norm, it, it's like, kind of like 
just I, 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 I live with it like it's I it's, have a special needs girl that works for me and I'm really close to her to her and her mom uh, I love her dearly she don't want to be treated like she knows she's special needs mm-hmm. she don't want to be treated like she's special needs she yeah. wants to do the same things that taught her how to run the register the other day at the store mm-hmm. like probably not she's probably not counting money anytime soon let's be right. honest she needs to check somebody out it's fucking fine doing the car you know, yeah do the yeah do it man like she don't want to be she don't want to be told, oh, you, you, you can't handle this. You right. can't do this. Nothing like that. She wants to fucking do it. She wants to work. Yeah. Fucking let her work like a normal person. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Nothing bad's going to come of that. So, you know, I don't know. I feel like I've had, maybe I've had more personal experience with that stuff than a lot of people, but mm-hmm. nobody that's actually a victim wants to be treated like a fucking yeah. victim. And I feel like if we had a community like that, um, we wouldn't have to hear a whole lot of bitching and moaning like we do about everything. <laughs> yeah. A whole lot of, well, I hurt my shoulder back in 1992, and I haven't been able to lift a barbell since. Can't or won't. Have you tried? Can't that, or that, won't. Yeah, that, that, that would be what, my question. Like, Have you can't tried? Can't or fucking won't. What is it? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, I mean, it is what it is. In yeah. rant. We need a better community here. That's what this whole thing was about. So. Yeah. I, I think we have a good community. We're just not together. Yeah. I mean, that's the truth. I think the, the distance is a problem. So... Yeah. About time to wrap it up. I don't even know about dad jokes. Oh, man. You know what's funny is that I had a few, and I I was like, I'm going to save these. And I don't think I did. But I'm going to see if I saved them. I need to start doing that more often. I need to put them in my saved and be like, I'm going to tell this on the podcast. But I didn't. Why would I? I'm not smart. I don't don't prepare. Oh, man. Am I going to beat you to dad says jokes? You are, because I was looking at some other stuff. Uh-oh. Uh, I just went for my prostate exam. I got the thumbs up. <laughs> waka waka. Um, what do you call a magician who's lost his magic? Oh, no. Ian. <laughs> Pretty fucking good. Uh, at the age of 65... My grandma started started walking 10 kilometers a day. She's 92 now, and we have no idea where she is. Damn, grandma, you could have turned around. (laughs) On Monday, we we start diarrhea awareness week. Uh, It runs until Friday. Uh, a boy goes to the Olympics and approaches a man with a long stick and says to him, are you a pole vaulter? Pole vaulter? And he says, no, I'm German, says the man. But how did you know my name? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, I ran into a lamppost the other day. Yeah. Luckily, I only sustained a lot of energy injuries. <laughs> God, that's, that was up my alley. Uh, uh, I'm an expert at Picking leaves and heating them in water. It's my specialty. <laughs> oh, man. Ever since I needed a wheelchair, my wife has been so rude to me. She's been pushing me and talking behind my back. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> man, I, th- I know. I think we've just about just about wore that side out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if we, if we said this one, but this one's... May get some hate. I tried to remarry my ex-wife, but she figured out that I was only after my money. 
<laughs> that's pretty funny <laughs> kind of messed up you know kind of messed up kind, kind of true in some situations so raise five stars on uh on apple i have and, an update uh, on that i don't know if i said it on the podcast but thank you guys Spotify we were also. we were at uh last time i checked we were at 11 five stars on spotify and thank only so five much. only five star ratings amazing so that's that's wonderful so keep well, it up 11 for 11 11 11 yep that's it baby make a wish <laughs> i wish for dinner <laughs> i'm out <laughs>